0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Make Every Down Count, a bit of a spinoff of our horror podcast that is Make Every Death Count. We are your hosts. My name is Riley. My name is Nick. And yeah, we're going to start this episode off. Of course, we're diving into the week two of the NFL. Did our own little uh, private pilot type of thing for week one to see if this was even worth it. And what we do know that we're good at is talking about the game of football. I mean, good God. We we have played football, watched football, studied football for like our whole lives. Yes. And, and like th- this time of the year is the only time I'm happy. <laughs> this I is mean, it.
1: <laughs> last year, last year we had two huge TVs in your basement mm-hmm. and we had red zone on one and then we had a game we
0: really wanted to watch on the other. Yeah, that's just that's just who we are, man. Football, football is everything. Um So, yeah, we'll go into a little bit for this first episode. We we imagine like uh, that we have probably some crossover coming from like our horror side of work. And I guess that's the first thing I'll address right now. If it's those who don't know who we are, uh, we run a horror YouTube channel and a horror podcast network and everything horror. It seems uh, cover news, marketing, press, all those types of things. uh, That's mainly what we do. And that's where our podcast life started, because we have. a horror script show, which is called The Little Mad Podcast. We have just a horror driven show in general called Make Every Death Count, which of course is where Make Every Down Count comes from. Uh, et etc., cetera, et cetera, you know. So that's uh Together that's who we are. Uh but we, we both have our our independent things. I will say I haven't announced anywhere and I feel like it's important to bring this up so it seems like I kinda have some knowledge of the game. Uh so slash cast fans that are that are crossing over here a little bit, uh, don't tell any other Slash Cast fans. Thanks. Uh, I've been keeping it I've been keeping it down low for for a while because I, I have a certain way I want to announce it. But uh, I've been playing uh, semi-prof- semi-professional football for the Chicago Falcons, who aren't a great team by any means. But um, we actually are about to kick off our season October 3rd. So it's been cool to to be a player again, which has gotten me even more excited for this season. And I, I've noticed instantly that I watched the game differently because I'm, I'm playing a position that I did not play in college or high school. So it's uh, it's been very interesting in, in that regard in terms of uh, my favorite team. I'm a Houston Texans fan, but, but do root for the Bears. As, you know. Both of us were born and raised in Illinois, mm-hmm. so it's like we're forced to watch the Bears and root for the Bears. But at the end of the day, I'm a Texans fan. Uh, and before we go into players, I'll let you, you say your team as well, who you are, what do you do with their life?
1: I am number one team is the New York football Giants um they're my team uh they're my number one team uh i also root for the steelers the bears the texans and again just a football fan will watch any game uh and players are really the key my favorite players
0: are what gets me watching the game and enjoying the game a lot right yeah i agree man it's like you're rooting for a team and if, if that that team is playing that's who you're rooting for right but otherwise you know you're watching the game because you love the game and that that's what. Is so special to like us in terms of uh, when NFL comes around because it's not just your team; it's the whole league, man. And players are key, man. There's so many players to root for. Uh, it's just all around exciting thing. And uh, this year as we're is we're going into some of our favorite players around the league right now. Uh, some of the ones that, of course, we've been pinpointing and watching. Uh, you have Deshaun Watson, who of course you know Texans. Why not? You gotta love him, of course. Uh, JJ Watt. If you're looking at defense side of things, uh, but aside from the Texans. You gotta look at the the Texans alumni who's now gone to DeAndre, Hop- DeAndre Hopkins who, who's who killed it in week one. We'll get into mm-hmm. that. He's fucking supreme stuff, dude. And, and I hate the Texans for letting him go for David Johnson, although Johnson did have a touchdown in week one, and it was a great run. It was the first touchdown of the NFL season. so you gotta salute that, but is he Hopkins? No. Uh, and then right now, a big spotlight for us this year is James Robinson as we played James Robinson for three freaking years in high school. Mm -hmm. I've been so close to him for so long. have heard so much about him, have pushed him to so many people. And now that he has made his way into the NFL as an undrafted running back and is now starting for the Jaguars, he's definitely on our radar and someone we'll be watching very closely and will constantly bring up in this podcast because we played against him. (laughs) Um, So we're going to keep pushing that over and over again. But yeah, there's a ton of guys to watch this year.
1: Yeah. uh, Some of my favorite players, uh, Saquon Barkley, insane athlete yeah like, I, it just off the charts insane athlete i'm i was so worried that the giants weren't gonna pick him and i would have to just cry my life away i do have some uh, shit to talk about him this week though
0: he's he's letting <laughs> me down
1: uh yeah yeah rough start but the whole giants started rough a lot of teams started rough yeah um another one of my favorite players uh, of all time is larry fitzgerald um class act workhorse He's clutch.
0: He's
1: he's he's insane. And then uh, another Cardinal, uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, He is he's one of my guys. Like I have him in both fantasy leagues that I'm in. He's an athlete. He can run. He can throw. He's great to watch. Um, I think yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson is another one that you know just you just love to watch. And even you know in the in the twilight of his career, if you will, he's still killing it. Yeah. Uh, still looking like a young buck out there. Yeah. And I have a lot more players that I love to watch, but I think those are the main ones that I always look for their stats every week. And when Larry retires and AP retires, it's going to be really sad.
0: Yeah, he he did. He did a beast up a little bit last week, though. It was cool to see it. Um, he had a pretty yeah. epic truck last week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I w- another thing I wanted to bring up before we, we move on to, the the actual week two uh predictions and review of last night's thursday night football uh tight end is a position that i i'm because i've been playing a little bit tight end for the chicago falcons so now i've been pinpointing that position and and the tight end in today's world is unbelievable and how much it's changed and just how much those guys are freak athletes but often don't get the credit they deserve Uh, so when you have guys like you know george kittle and you know Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey and now Gronk making it a return. Uh, it's just those guys are absolute freak athletes. So we'll be pinpointing the, the tight ends a lot throughout the weeks. Um, with that said, let, let's go on. Let's let's talk about some stadium attendance and how that's changing a little bit this this week uh, in week one. There are only two stadiums in the entire league that we're allowing people to come in. That's adjusted a little bit now. Uh, Bengals at the Browns, uh, which was last night. They had roughly 7,000 fans, right around 6,800 fans. Uh, Bills at Dolphins are expected to have up to 13,000 people in their stadium. Vikings at Colts, up to 2,500. And then you have the Falcons at Cowboys, which Cowboys have a massive stadium, can hold 104,000 people pretty comfortably. Expected to have right around 20,000 people in there. So things are roughly getting back to normal here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jerry Jones was always very vocal on how he wanted fans in the stadium because money. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so of course they're going to have, uh, yeah, have a lot of fans in there. Hopefully it's safe. Hopefully we don't see, uh, you know, numbers spike and then, you know, we have to not allow any fans anymore. Um, I will say that, uh, watching the games with fans and last night as well, um, little more normal. The crowd noise was um, not false. Uh, You know, there were some boos, a lot of boos. (laughs) I miss those. I miss those boos.
0: Yeah, I I will. I will say it has been less distracting than I anticipated. I would say out of all sports, the game in which you probably see the least amount of crowd is football is American football. So it's been less distracting than most sports have been. Uh, but that said, it is still a little weird. Uh, you can, it's like, you're, you're so limited on what buttons you can press to play a goddamn audio cue, you know? So yeah, a lot of unnatural moments for sure.
1: And it was, it was either the chiefs or the Falcons a couple of years ago, got in trouble for piping artificial crowd noise into their stadium and got fined and
0: they lost a draft pick, I think. And, and now that's, uh, that's, what they were doing. Yeah. Now <laughs> that's, it's that's like the normal. Yeah. It's like, now you have to do it. I, I, I haven't actually looked into this much. Is it those crowd noises? Are those only on television or, or like, do the players hear those as well? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sure. Because I feel like I heard some of the announcers referencing, uh, the fake crowd noise. So, yeah. so maybe
0: it is played throughout the stadium. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Is it something? Because that would be really weird. I think as a player, and then just like having it come through this like speakers. It's like okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess you're your your focus on the game. If you're really into your your craft in the NFL, you're so laser focused. Like JJ Watt probably didn't even know that there were fans in the stadium week one.
0: Yeah, JJ J. Watt was like. Scary focused uh, yeah. week one didn't really prove to be too much of it. I mean, J.J. Watt had some moments in there, um, but Texans defense kind of got worked in week one. And that's Patrick Mahomes for you. So uh, what do yeah. you do? Chief, Chiefs also just like people need to give, uh, you know, Coach Reed a little more credit because the the offense they're running over there is, is Pretty wild, man. They have some of the most unique plays, unique motions. Uh, and if you just watch, honest to God, when you go and watch the Chiefs this week, I know Mahomes is addicting and you can't look away from him, but watch their offensive line and watch the steps they take because it's different than every other team in the league. Yeah, like and and yes, you have all that talent, but if you don't know what to do
1: with it, you're going to struggle like throw throw like Adam Gase from the Jets in a head coach of the Chiefs. I bet they win nine games on pure talent
0: and that's it yeah yeah exactly i mean pure talent you can you can watch how quickly that can fade away when you look at uh, bucks in week one right Mm -hmm. like their offense is stacked on paper but they just didn't look like it so much last week uh i think that's going to change a little bit this week but yeah i mean uh you got to know what you're doing you still got to run a good offense and you got to be creative and, and Andy Reid is has done some pretty tricky things over there uh, with the Chiefs that have helped them shine even brighter than they already would. So, not bad. Uh, Sunday night football this week might be a little weird as the West Coast wildfires continue to impact that the entire West Coast, and it's even keeps just moving further and further in, which is scary. So, everybody out there, uh, rooting for you. Hope you guys are staying safe, breathing it, fresh I air. Mean,
1: some of the some of the smoke uh, is is out here in Illinois, right? Like the air, like, we're getting news that our air quality is is not c- clean. I mean, it's not as bad as over there, right. but it's made its way all the way over here, and that's wild.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing to think about. So, I mean, just imagining the fact that we have even been slightly affected, it just puts in perspective how bad it is over there, right? So. Um, But in terms of football and sports in general, things are gotten a little weird because on Thursday, you know, Major League Baseball announced it's shifting the weekend's three game series between the the Mariners and the Padres from Seattle to San Diego because of those wildfires, how much it's messing up the air. Then on Tuesday, baseball players were complaining about the smoke on Monday in Seattle during a doubleheader between the Mariners and Oakland A's, even with the roof closed at T-Mobile Park. So as of recording this right now, the NFL is monitoring the situation. But the game right now is still set to go on as planned in Seattle. But perhaps that could be moved to Las Vegas. Uh, it's kind of up in the air. They got a little bit of wiggling room because it's Sunday night football. So they have a little more time. Uh, but still, it's a, a weird time over there in the, in the West Coast. Hopefully everything works out, though. Hopefully we still get a game. Uh, nonetheless, safely, yes. safely. I I, I reiterate. Uh, with that out of the way, let's let's talk about Thursday night football. Last night, the Bengals took on the Browns, and I will say this was actually a shockingly exciting game. Uh, I don't know why, but I was expecting something it, it to be really slow. When you see Browns I think it's their colors, I think it throws me off. There's something boring about orange and brown. <laughs> don't ask me why. Well, and, you know, how
1: many games uh, excluding last year of the Browns won in the last X years, you know, <laughs> it and the Bengals as well. Like, uh honestly, you put that on paper like three years ago and you're expecting a stinker of a primetime game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was it was a pretty exciting game. You had uh, a lot going on. First of all, you had Burrow, who had 60 pass attempts. Uh, I will say most of them were literally just short, like five yard dumps. And I'm, I'm already seeing all the talk about uh, Mayfield and Burrow and like Burrow is a better quarterback. You switch the teams around and then the Bengals or the Browns would have dominated the Bengals. If Burrow was playing for the Browns, it's like, well, I, I don't really think that's fair. Cause if you look at how safe the Bengals offense has been playing, it's, it is just all quick routes or slow dumps. And it's, I don't know if you can really give Burrow that much credit yet. Uh, but give the Bengals some time. They they still have a lot to learn over there. Um,
1: yeah, and and Joe Burrow. Yeah, he threw sixty attempts, but he only made thirty three. Yeah, so a little over fifty percent. Um, and I mean, fumbles and snaps and uh, sacks. Because uh, the Bengals line, it's just not good. It's still not good.
0: It's yeah. It seems like they they are focused on all the wrong areas when it comes to that that Bengals offense. You know, it all starts up front, man. And that's for any team out there ever. You can have the best receivers, you can have the best quarterback, but if you don't have a line that's gonna protect your ass and give you some time to make some plays, you're screwed. And you won't make it to the Super Bowl. You won't make it to the prime time with it because you can only get so far based on your your as uh, talent players. Quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, but I would say for the Browns, the big thing I pulled out from Thursday night football last night is Browns. Have pretty much turned. They, they took a 180 here with their offense last week. Uh, it was pretty scary, man. Uh, Mayfield didn't look all that good. You had Odell Beckham Jr. dropping like three different passes, really didn't do shit. Uh, so now he, did, he had a good game, uh, with a lot of fought yards, didn't really have any drops. So that's good to see. And then, of course, the tag team of Chubb and Hunt is stupid, It's it's unbelievable. How, how good they are together. 210 yards for three touchdowns together. I mean, good God. And not to mention Hunt also walks away with a uh, touchdown touchdown reception.
1: Yeah, like a lot of people forget, you know, with all the, the controversy of Kareem Hunt and the, the elevator kicking. Um, he's an athlete. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs could have went undefeated last year if Hunt was still on the team. He is such a freak athlete. Hunt, or I mean, uh, Chubb is also uh, an athlete as well. And yeah, it's the most deadly tag team uh, running back duo in the National Football League by a
0: mile. Yeah. The thing is, man, you have two legitimate starting running backs uh, who are not just starters, but like shining stars as starters. And then they're working together and sharing time. And, uh, you know, Chubb, Chubb the stud. What I call him because he just straight up bulldozes people. It's wild. Uh, Unbelievable. Then Hunt has the same ability, but it's also agile as all hell. It's just it's a combo that is is terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's like in Madden when you have like ninety nine shed tackle and and you just run up the middle and people are just falling off of you. That's what it looks like when Hunt runs the ball. It's wild.
0: Yeah, so uh, an exciting game nonetheless. Browns, of course, walk away with the win there. The onside kick attempt, I will say, got recovered by the fullback. So appreciate that fullback getting the, some shine uh, <laughs> on national television is always exciting. But it's, it only came through an onside recovery. But uh, speak, have you heard about uh, about some rules changes that are perhaps in the air right now, being rumored uh, concerning the onside kick attempts? I haven't. It's it's been talked about for. A long time because because of the rules being changed where you can no longer get a running start to keep things safer on the special team side of which is a dangerous place to play. Uh, so they keep making changes where you can no longer have a running head start. Right. Which makes onside kicks pretty much impossible to recover. It is so few and far between. You had to have an absolutely superb kick to make it happen. So what they're looking at right now. And I think you have heard this. I still don't think you remember. Uh what they're talking about doing is instead of an onside kick perhaps the kicking team gets a 4th and 15 situation and if they were to convert that 4th and 15 they get to keep the ball
1: oh yeah i have heard of that yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know how i feel about it again you know watch football my entire life traditional um, i feel like yes it would make for more uh competitive games and cuz yeah with the with the removal of the running start uh onside kicks, yeah, are very few recovered by the kicking team. And that's unless you, you know, the the person on the other team botches the catch. Right. Or it hits them square in the helmet. Um I feel like, yeah, that would that would increase the amount of uh, quote onside recoveries, uh changing it to that. Um again, it's might just be something that I have to get used to as a as a more traditional fan.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind Because I think it does need to change in some way, shape or form. And I I think you you either have that option of going like the fourth and 15 route or you can bring back the the running head start. And it's like, okay, do we risk injury or do we change football as we know it? Uh, Because honestly, what you're you're relying on an onside kick, you are relying on taking out the guys before they can touch the ball or knocking Mm -hmm. the ball away from them. Right now, like you said, you're relying on them to botch it. like, naturally botch it, not you destroying them and them losing it. Uh, so yeah, onside kicks are just impossible unless you get like an insane, like, you have to have a great kick. I think, I think sky kicks should be more relied on. They don't, I don't think they take advantage of them enough, but, but you can fair catch a sky kick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, yeah, it's just, a, it's a losing scenario, man. They need to, need to kind of, or like, cause what they're really trying to do is sky kick it, but off a of bounce. So you can't do that, right? Uh, yeah. And that, that is a very, very tough thing to accomplish and do consistently. So, onside kicks are just, I don't know, weak sauce now. you to need to find some some th- something to change it up, for sure. Uh, all right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's dive into the week two. We got some predictions for all all the games coming up this Sunday here, and it's uh, I I don't know. I don't. I I think I have a couple in here that that are maybe shocking. Perhaps we're going to give you a score update and then we'll readdress these next week and see which one of us is more accurate in our score updates. But we'll just kind of go in order here. Have a good time and uh share some fantasy guesses as well because I think fantasy is going to be an interesting run this week. You got a lot of players, they're going to shine pretty freaking brightly, I would say. With that said, let's start with the Giants and the Bears. I'm I'm thinking Bears all the way on this one. I'm sorry, Mr. Giants fan over there. I hate to say it. Uh Bears. Giants, but I'm, I'm predicting a 16-13 win. Bears over the Giants, but I'm also predicting an overtime win here. I think we might have an exciting one. Uh, and 16-13 is is unique in its own way because that is a field goal driven game, my friends. So, Trubisky last week, all right, <laughs> has a great fourth quarter, and only a great fourth quarter. Okay, he made the comeback. The Bears come out with a double W against the Lions, which is which was awesome. All right, it was cool to see. And it was nice to see that Trubisky has some fucking talent left in there, despite how often he has just been inconsistent. And I tell you, those first three quarters, he was exactly that. He was inconsistent. So, makes me a little nervous. That's why I think it's going to be a lack of touchdowns week here. I think the Bears defense will hold strong, leaving Giants to only take advantage of field goals as well. One touchdown each team. Allen Robinson, on the other hand, does have the ability to pop off for the Bears. Something to keep an eye out for. I think if you got him in fantasy, you should probably think about starting him because I think Trubisky is going to be targeting him like 99% of the time. And then the one, the big major factor here for me and why I think the Bears are going to walk away with the win is because of Barkley's performance as of late. If you look at his last like 14 games, uh, excluding the injury, of course, from last season. I mean, last week he, he got six rushing yards. He got six rushing yards. So if you have him in fantasy, which he was still at like the number one pick in fantasy, he was number two. Okay, with behind McCaffrey, right? Yup. Yeah. Okay. So he's the number two pick for fantasy, and then he gets six yards, averaging negative yards per carry, is so hurtful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's Barkley is a deciding factor. If Barkley decides to snap off and they give him the ball and he makes something of it, he's gonna it's gonna go to the Giants. But if not which I think the Bears defense outshines the Lions, uh, it, could be, it could be a rough game. So
1: it's going to be an interesting conversation next week because I have the Giants winning 21-14. to 14. Ah. Um, I think that the whole Giants, I mean, the Giants were one team that when you looked before the season started, you had no idea if they were going to be good or bad because so much has changed, you know, new coach, new culture. You have like four different head coaches uh, running your different uh, positions and offense and defense coordinators. So they started slow, and a lot of teams started super slow and it, it just had bad games this week, and that's partially due to, to no preseason and less practice this summer. And I think the Giants are one of them. They didn't have enough time to get work in to, to, to warm up in a way uh the giants usually do start slow and then pick it up um yeah i definitely agree saquon definitely let down uh last week i think this week he's going to step it up he's going to be uh a workhorse again i bet he gets i bet he gets 85 yards and a touchdown and i think you know i'm not high on daniel jones i think he's going to have a better game uh Darius slayton is is a a freak athlete as well i think he's going to uh gonna score in the air so yeah i have giants 21 bears 14 um i really wish we could have went to that game um, yeah since it's at the bears uh definitely would have scooped some tickets like tomorrow get some cheap tickets um but there's no
0: fans allowed yeah it's a shame maybe i'll go by the stadium just to listen just to listen Apparently for the hits.
1: this little side note there are going to be some protests outside of soldier field
0: protests black lives black lives matter protests that's it i mean that's fine just don't um, just don't try taking the game away I don't, i'm fine with that <laughs> r- right um
1: i wish there could be fans I, that would be a game that i'd love to go to see saquon in person um with our, quads, with our
0: binoculars uh, yes in person <laughs> in person from a mile away <laughs> uh, it's still worth it uh, All right. Next game, Rams at Eagles uh, golf. Like a lot of people, it started off very slow. Zero touchdowns last week, which yikes uh, sucks for the Rams uh, and the Eagles line, man. Not looking too good. Not not looking too good. Uh, Wentz was sacked eight times. <laughs> wow, that is rough. And then when you have Aaron Donald about to make his way in there, Aaron Donald is going to tear the shit out of the Eagles. I I'm like. I think Aaron Donald is going to walk away with three or four sacks and with a shit ton of QB hits. Um, That being said, I think because of golf starting slowing, that score might ultimately end up being uh, higher than we anticipated and closer than than you would seem. I got Rams 31, Eagles 28.
1: So, yes, I'm a Giants fan, but I've never been very high on Carson Wentz Um, injury, very much injury prone, and I've always been a big fan of big dick Nick Foles. Uh, so when he came back and won them the Super Bowl, that was just a fairy tale. Um, so I have this a little closer. I have Rams 24, Eagles 21. Um, if if Carson Wentz gets sacked another eight times, I think he's, he's going to be injured and we're going to see Jalen Hurts, um, which I'd love to see Jalen Hurts. He is a freak athlete. He can do He's everything Carson Wentz was supposed to be. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully, I mean, wouldn't wish injury on anybody. I hope we see Jalen hurts sooner than later. Um, if Carson Wentz gets destroyed by Aaron Donald and the Rams defense, uh, we might see him in the, in the second half of this game. Um, but yeah, I have it a little closer. I mean, I 24, mean, 24, 21 Rams. I mean,
0: we have the same difference. I just had a little bit bigger of a score. Uh, I had 31, 28, so it's, it's, they're there. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, it all comes down to the Eagles line, man. It, it all comes down to if they're going to slow down that because it's not. The thing is, man, Donald's the the spotlight, but it's not just him, man. <laughs> they got a whole D line working with and uh, Aaron is didn't get a pop off too much last week. He did destroy two of the Cowboys uh, linemen, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, he he should be. He'll be all over the place. He's probably someone you should watch closely this week.
1: Aaron Donald demands a double, if not a triple team every play. Yeah. And the fact that after he gets double teamed, he can still get, you know, sacks is, uh, is wild. He's, he is a freak athlete and even getting double teamed, uh, he can, he can get through and make a play. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you have Jason Kelsey on the, on the Eagles line and that's it. Everyone else is, uh, is younger and not as experienced and they're just not as good
0: yeah, no, I know. I thousand percent agree. It's just a mess over there on their line uh, that that's something they should probably address next year. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Falcons at Cowboys, you know, Todd Gurley, I'm predicting is going to have a good game. Didn't get to do too much uh, last week, but I, I Todd Gurley's probably on track for a hundred yard game here. Uh, that said, Zeke, I think is on track to do even better. I think Zeke's going to come away with probably at least two touchdowns, uh, and that alone is probably going to be the difference. It's going to be the battle of Gurley and Zeke, and I got Cowboys 24, Falcons 14.
1: Oh, wow. Um, So my score is a little higher. Uh, I have Cowboys winning 44 to 38. Good God. No Um, defense over there, huh? (laughs) the, The thing is, Matt Ryan can throw 500 yards and four touchdowns and a loss. Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan did did very well last week against the Seahawks and lost. He threw four hundred and fifty yards, I believe, in a loss. You hate to and see it. I yeah. I definitely think it's going to be a lot of of Zeke, a decent amount of Dak Prescott throwing, and then it's gonna be uh Matty Ice and Todd Gurley. Uh I think it's gonna be yeah, a shootout, but I think Cowboys are gonna take it uh
0: forty four thirty eight. Yeah, i would be man, if they if if they put up thirty eight on that against the Cowboys, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. I'm all about, you. I love games like that. You know, I always go back to that Chiefs-Rams game where it was just back and <laughs> forth the whole game. That shit was exciting as hell. Shootouts are always a good time. So I hope your yes. score is ultimately the one that comes true. Uh, Panthers at Buccaneers. Uh, everything seems to be, you know, it's funny because Bucks have the advantage, right? Like they have the minus, I think it's a minus 7.5 in, in for Vegas, uh, but Panthers have been picked to win for some reason, despite those odds. Uh, you know, the thing is, Bucks have the potential. It's It's there. On paper, they're fucking stacked on offense. They just have to perform. And that all comes down to whether or not Brady's gonna have time. And like that is like the key there. Yes, he threw two interceptions last week, but both of those interceptions came as a result of him rushing after the snap. Those throws, both of those picks were thrown within two and a half seconds of the snap. Give him time, he'll perform, he'll be fine. And I think he will have time because Panthers were like the only team in the league last week to not walk away with a sack in week one. And I think they had zero quarterback hits or very close to zero all around. Just they, I think the, the bucks are going to have some time. So 28 to 21 bucks. I'm also predicting an overtime win in that one as well.
1: So I think, um, well, I know
0: Bruce Arians offense
1: is meant for, throwing it 50 times a game uh, throwing it to a spot on the field whether there's a receiver there or not and that's why james winston got <laughs> got so many <laughs> so many interceptions last year um and and a lot of people were thinking that tom brady was going to be the same thing in the in the first year of a bruce arians offense you throw a lot of picks because you're not you're still getting used to the offense in a way um when he was in arizona uh Carson Palmer did the same thing his first year. He threw a crap ton of interceptions and the next year. He was throwing like less than eight. Um, I definitely think uh, the Falcons were another team that just uh, suffered from not having preseason and, and a lot of uh, work together. Um, I think they're going to pick it up this week uh, and the Panthers just, yes, they have Christian McCaffrey, but they just on paper, they're just not looking very good. Um, Matt rule has a lot of potential Uh, last week. He made a very bad call in giving that fullback dive to win the game. Yeah. uh, When you have Christian McCaffrey, you're right. Um, I think the bucks are going to take it 34 to 24. I think Brady's going to maybe throw a pick, but I bet he gets three touchdowns
0: as well. Yeah. I think they'll. I think Brady will be just fine over there. He just, he just needs time. Yeah. Like he's not a quarterback made on quick throws and, running out of the pocket you just got to give the guy some time let him chill let him do what he does um all right 49ers that jets uh the battle of the inexperienced quarterbacks if you want to call them that garoppolo and sam darnold 27 career starts each interestingly enough uh, i think garoppolo uh, in my eyes he might be a little bit weaker in the pocket than darnold is it depends how you want to look at it i know there's a lot of haters for sam darnold out there but i root for the guy Um, I do think George Kittle is absolutely going to snap off against the Jets, and I think that's kind of my deciding factor here. Last week, Kittle only came away with 44 yards receiving. Uh, Did have a great rush, though, which was sick, by the way. I've never seen a tight end used as much as Kittle. Um, So the fact that he's been working in a little bit at running back, not just for actually rushing the ball but for lead blocking, has been cool to see. Uh, But he hasn't had a back-to-back game, uh, back-to-back games under 50 yards receiving since 2017. So I think he's going to snap off a little bit this week. Uh and I I give him at least one touchdown. Give give the guy a break. I got 49ers 38, Jets 20. I think the 49ers are just going to kind of walk over the Jets and move on to week 3.
1: Um you know, George Kittle is not going to practice this week cuz he's uh cuz he's injured. Um but they do expect him to play hopefully uh he is healthy. He was my third or fourth round pick in one of my leagues. He'll be
0: just fine. He'll be fine.
1: I, I hope so. I hope he I hope he does because yeah, the forty the ers use Kittle like no other team has used a tight end before. Um I think it's gonna be twenty-six ten forty ers The Jets. Uh yes, they have Frank Gore, but Adam Gase is a bad football coach. I I don't think that the Jets will be able to get it done. I think Frank Gore scores. I don't think Sam Darnold throws a touchdown this week. Um I think yeah, it's going to be a little sad for Jets fans. 40 49ers are going to take it 30 26 to 10.
0: Not too shabby. I I I see it. 49ers I think are just going to stop them, but we'll see what happens. Broncos at Steelers. I uh, I think out of all the games I have here, this is probably the score that people disagree with. Uh not even so much who I picked to win, but who the the difference in these scores. So the Steelers, uh their line I'm confident that their line's gonna hold strong. Everyone's kind of predicting that the Broncos are gonna walk away with four or five sacks. I don't really think so. Uh I think the Steelers line's gonna hold strong, keep me sacks pretty low. And Steelers had last week, man, and that second half, the, the Steelers had a strong ass flow. And that was the first, first time in years in my eyes that Ben has looked like Ben. Uh, and that was cool as fuck to see, to see Ben having a role again. I think they're gonna do, they're gonna come in with that mentality that I have right now that Ben's going to is going to keep being Ben. Uh, I think they're going to stop over the Broncos as well. I'm thinking 30. I'm thinking 31 10. I'm thinking a big gap there between these two teams. See what happens.
1: Okay. I'm picking Steelers 21 to 10. Um, So Drew Locke is talented. He's a good quarterback and he will be good in this league for a while. Jerry Judy is also very talented, but I just don't think that. The Broncos offense can stand up to that Steelers defense on paper. The Steelers defense is good in practice. The Steelers defense is good. T.J. Watt is a difference maker. I think T.J. Watt gets two sacks, maybe three this week.
0: I think a force. F- I also kind of thinking in the four sack fumble as well. I think that the Steelers I- might walk away with the defensive score.
1: I, I think so, too. I think, uh, you know, they, we don't know about James Conner very well. Uh, he, he only played the first half and didn't do anything in the second half uh, because of a uh, supposed injury. Um, I don't think Benny Snell is the guy, even though he was the third. He had the third most rushing yards uh, in week one. I think uh, Juju's going to get a score. Um, I Yeah, I think 21 to 10 Steelers is pretty good. Uh, Big Ben... Uh, the he had a whole year off it was 364 days since he last took a snap uh when he played in week 1 mm. and that gave him ample time to recover that arm and and rest i mean similar to to aaron rodgers aaron rodgers said that this is the first time in his career that his arm hasn't hurt going into the season because of that uh that limited uh summer practice and training camps and stuff like that um, Big Ben got enough time to recover and get back to the Big Ben that uh, is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, I definitely, yeah, 21 to 10. It's not a huge scoring by the Steelers. I think they get it done.
0: Yeah, I, 100%. You know, and the thing with, with Ben as well is they're taking every step possible to make sure he stays healthy. I mean, they have like a custom sleeve made for him. Mm-hmm. So his elbow is always warm. So keep that going. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, Jaguars at Titans, perhaps the game I'm most excited for because Robinson himself, uh, after seeing what he did in week one, I think he's going to be a huge factor in week two with even more handoffs. And I think they're actually going to put him in a little bit more to the receiving core and take advantage of that. Uh, the thing is, though, you can't forget Henry. <laughs> Henry's is did not snap as much as I thought he would in week one. But dude, he's he has the ability to do it at any time. Okay. But the one thing that like has to be remembered here for the Jaguars is that Showbert is now the new middle linebacker with Miles Jack moving back to weak side linebacker, which is where he's naturally been forever. If they are able to work together and stop Henry, I think the Jaguars are walking away with the W, despite the Titans being the favorite one here. I do think Robinson is looking at his first 100-yard game and definitely looking at his first touchdown in his career, which will be very cool to see. I got Jaguars 24, Titans 14.
1: Uh, I agree with you for the most part. I do think the Titans take it 21 to 17. Um, again, you can't doubt Derrick Henry. He can pop off at any moment. I, as you've seen, he's got a 99 yard rush on in his career. Yep. Um, <laughs> he, he's a monster. Uh, I do think James Robinson gets at least 70 yards and I do believe he gets in the end zone for the Jaguars. But I think yeah, it's going to be close, twenty-one to seventeen. But I think Tannehill
0: and the Titans take it. I think that that's the first game. I think we've just agreed on who wins. So, uh,
1: except for the Giants Bears.
0: Oh, that's that's right, that's right. So we, those are the, we got to make sure we spotlight those games. I think we're going to agree maybe the rest of the way here. We'll see how this goes. Maybe, maybe uh, Lions at Packers. I I mean I think we're looking at a pretty high scoring game here. Uh, a lot of back and forth at Lambeau. Uh, you know, I think the, the big spotlight to me here is I think you need to watch receiver Devontae Adams. Uh, I think he will be the number one go to for Rodgers. And one thing that I think is absolutely crucial to know going into this game is that the Lions played man 82 percent last week. Eighty two percent of the time they were in man zone co- or man coverage. That's the highest of any team in the entire league. When you run man against the Packers and you have receivers like Devontae Adams out there. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to tear them up some. I got I got Packers forty two, Lions thirty one. I don't have too
1: much to say other than Aaron Rodgers is healthy again. <laughs> his arm doesn't hurt for the first time in his career. Uh, the Packers on paper are great. Matt Lafleur is a, a good mind, um, good minded coach. You have Aaron Jones on the ground, Devontae Adams in the you know receiving core. I think it's going to be Packers thirty six,
0: Lions twenty eight. Not bad, not bad. We're right there, we're right there together. Uh, all right, Bills at Dolphins. Dolphins, you know, the, I think the Dolphins are going to struggle getting points literally all year. Uh, and I, I hate, I hate to be that guy and say that. Just Dolphins just always just let me down. I don't get it. Uh, Josh Allen, I will say, has shined against the Dolphins. If you look at his last two games against them, he's rocked a 63% completion rate uh, with four four 458 yards, five touchdowns, and zero in, several interceptions. Um, and the thing with the the Bills right now, the four-receiver set is super common for them. They have the highest uh, four-receiver set uh, in the league. Like They use it more often than anyone else in the league. So I think they're gonna kind of work the Dolphins a little bit with that. And it's gonna be struggle to cover all of them. Josh Allen could shine brightly this week. He's done it before. He can do it again. I got Bills 21, Dolphins 10. It's really hard to doubt Fitz magic, except <laughs> for this week.
1: I'm doubting him. <laughs> um I I've always been uh, you know, a Josh Allen hater. Okay. Yeah, I I was. His his first two seasons, I was not a fan of Josh Allen um but he has stepped it up uh he he's got arm strength like a motherfucker um i think it's going to be kind of a kind of a shit show for the dolphins which you know they they traded away all their assets so they could tank for Tua and now they have Tua sitting on the bench and nobody for him to throw to <laughs> um i think it's going to be bills 34 dolphins 14 and I think the last touchdown is gonna to be garbage time uh rush uh for the Dolphins. Okay, okay. Yeah. What what'd you say the score? What'd you say for the score again? 34 14 bills. Okay,
0: okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins just I don't know, they kill me. I don't get it. Uh Vikings at Colts. Honestly, this might be the game I'm least excited for. I don't know why. Uh Rivers at this point just pisses me off and I just hate seeing him. Um that said. I think it's Rivers time to shine. Okay. His QBR against the Vikings. Honestly, guess. Guess what it is. Unless you already know, then shut up. But uh what, like 90? It's it's 35.1 against oh, the wow. Vikings. Phillip Rivers, like probably a Hall of Famer, his fucking QBR is a 35.1 against the Vikings. Uh so looking at that alone, you're like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> They're screwed. Um, but you know, on a fresh team, rocking the Colts over there, I think he's going to switch it up, make it up for now. I think he actually might have a QBR over a hundred. I'm gonna give him a little high five and see, think if he can do it. I got Colts 21, Viking 17.
1: Yeah. I, you know, as a, as an Eli Manning fan, as a giants fan, I love Phillip rivers, his, his throwing, you know, it's a little sidearm there. Uh, it's funny, funny to watch, but man, he, he is a, a future hall of famer. Not sure about first ballot. He's a Hall of Famer, though, Um, and a good guy too. listen to him on the Pat McAfee show talking about the Colts and everything. Very nice guy. He
0: he makes me mad for the same reason Tom Brady makes me mad. It's just when they get mad, it is just such like a like a little sissy mad. You know, they just yell dumb shit all the time. (laughs)
1: 100%. Yeah, he 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 throws fits. Yeah. Um, So I think it's going to be Colts 27 Vikings 24. I think it's gonna be a little closer. I think TY probably gets two of those scores. Uh Phillip Rivers is back to uh to you know his, his starting quarterback self. I think he had a bad game last week. The Colts just overall had you know trouble getting started.
0: Yeah, I, I hope TY doesn't have two scores, uh, because I made the bold decision to bench him. I you know, I I I sat, I thought about it, I was like, man, I don't know what T. Y. He's like, you know, T.Y., I swear to God, he only puts on his big boy pants against the Texans. And I think he does it in spite of me. So I Probably. I bench him this week and we'll see what he does. I actually put Robinson in for him. So at my flex. flex. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what what happens there. Um. So T.Y. Hilton, go ahead. Do fine. But don't let me down. All right. <laughs> uh, don't outscore Robinson, I guess, is all I'm really asking for. Uh, all right, the Washington football team at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, Hopkins, in my eyes, dude, looking at his week one performance, he's just too much for Washington right now. Uh, you know, I think Kyler Murray literally just has to avoid sacks. like the whole game. And Kyler Murray is predicted this week to not do as as good rushing as he normally does. I'm calling BS on that. I think Kyler Murray breaks 100 yards this game. And I actually think he's going to rush in for two scores on his own. Again? Yeah. I'm thinking so, I'm thinking so. So, uh, Cardinals thirty-one, Washington twenty.
1: The Washington football team is undefeated in their in their namesake.
0: Okay, yeah, okay, (laughs)
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, I and they're also at the top of the uh, the NFC East, which nobody expected. Um, Ron Rivera, great coach, great mind. He did, you know, they did a great they did a great job last week. I will give them that. The Washington football team did a great job last week. Uh, I don't think they got it in them this week. The Cardinals air raid offense is so strong. You have Hopkins and Murray. That's it. That's enough. That's all you need. I think it's going to be Cardinals 28 football team 17.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll see what happens there. I'm definitely excited to see Hopkins continue to pop off. And then I just had to hate Billy O'Brien even more. Um, Yes. On that topic, Ravens at Texans, uh, you know, it's the battle of the young quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. Last time was 100 percent in favor of Lamar. Uh, I mean, he literally shit on the Texans. It was embarrassing. Made me want to kill myself. It was rough. Um, And that's pretty much what this game comes down to. Are they going to stop Jackson? If they do, they win. Honestly, that's it. They just got to stop one guy and not even so much for throwing because I think their coverage will be fine. But don't let him run all over you and they're going to be okay. Um, that in and of itself is an unbelievably daunting task. So good luck, Texans. I think you're going to get wrecked by him, but I'm just going to I'm going to stay on the fan side of this prediction and root for the Texans. But if I actually I think is what I'll say. I think Bill O'Brien is going to make a stupid fucking call, probably in early second half that ruins the whole game. Okay, that's just keep that in mind. My actual prediction here, because I got to be the fan still, I got an upset for the Texans 31 over the Ravens at 28. Whoa! Yeah, it's not gonna happen, but we'll (laughs) we'll see. Fingers crossed. If I say it, it might happen.
1: If you say it and you put money on it, and it happens, then you're a god. Yeah, big money. Um, that I I bet that is a big spread. Um, I got the Ravens forty five, Texans twenty eight. I think the Texans start out horrible, and in the second half they start to make that comeback, and then Bill O'Brien makes a dumb call and ends their momentum in
0: the early fourth quarter. You know, I thought I was pretty nice to the Giants, but okay, I see how it's going to be. <laughs> 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 All right, Chiefs at Chargers. Uh, not much to really say about it. I you know, people have this game kind of close. I don't. I think the Chiefs are going to shit on the Chargers. I think Mahomes absolutely dominates this game. I'm talking like five touchdowns, you know, 500 yards like a monster. I do think the Chiefs are going to have turnover, not I think the Chiefs are going to create turnovers like crazy against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers just fucking throw the ball away it's so much uh, and especially against the Chiefs. I think they have like 18 turnovers in the last like three games against the Chiefs. Like it's bad, dude, um, and mo- mostly interceptions, too. So uh, maybe the Chargers hang on to the ball. This would be a closer game. I don't think so, though. I think Chiefs 42 Chargers 21.
1: Uh, I got Chiefs 30 Chargers 10. Um I definitely think uh the Chiefs are going to start blowing them out and I think those 10 points come in the fourth quarter for the Chargers. Uh I think I think they're going to, you know, start off strong, probably be up by 24 or 30 in going into halftime and then coast the rest of the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they they tend to not coast though. They're just assholes. They run that it, shit it's, up.
1: <laughs> it's Andy Reid, man. Like Andy Reid just even if he's up he's not gonna let up which i respect yeah um but you know personally i think they are gonna get a coast a little bit if they got a 30 point lead um uh, maybe even take Mahomes out to rest it no. like the ravens do to lamar every single week
0: <laughs> no can't do that um <laughs> all right patriots at seahawks uh you know this game it looks to be mainly in favor of the Seahawks, which so be it. Um, that said, Cam Newton uh, looked good week one. I'm proud of him. Good for him. With the Patriots being predicted based on their camp, uh, their camp news and how they were being uh, talked about during camp, uh, they were said they were going to be bad. They said they looked awful in camp and then they come in week one and they're like, oh, OK, uh, they look fine. They look all right. Um, So I think Cam Newton's going to have a day. I think he's going to snap off with over 100 yards rushing alone. Uh, And I'm assuming he'll probably go in for one or two scores again like he did in week one. So uh, Cam Newton is going to be the signing factor. That being said, the Seahawks have have kind of let Wilson sling the ball a little bit more Uh, in the first 14 plays of week one. Wilson threw 11 times. Uh, That has not been the case like ever in Russell Wilson's career. So if they keep letting them sling the ball a little bit, let's see what Seahawks could have a day, but I still I'm thinking Patriots 24 Seahawks 17.
1: I really hope the air quality doesn't mess up these players. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a great game. Uh a lot of a lot of rushing from both quarterbacks. Uh Cam Newton got in uh on the ground two times last week. Yep. Um I have it a little higher. I think Sunday Night Football is going to be exciting. I got Patriots
0: winning 36 to 33. Oh, it's a little shootout. I got you. I like it. Yeah, I hope that is because that would be an exciting as fuck game. Uh, All around, I just want that game to be good. Uh, I think that's two teams that are pretty evenly matched right now that are interesting. Cam and Wilson just seem like the coolest showdown ever. I don't know. I like it. I'm excited for it. Yes. Uh, last but not least here, we got Saints at Raiders. Derek Carr, despite looking better and being pretty clean ish, I think he's going to have a rough game. I think he actually might get pooped on by the Saints. I think he's going to be in some trouble. Um, and I think it's it's quickly going to become a game where they raid the Ra- The Raiders are relying on the run game. And when that becomes a factor, I think Drew Brees is going to snap off a little bit. Uh, I'm thinking Saints 31 Raiders 21. 10-point uh,
1: I don't know. Were the Raiders home last week?
0: Do you know? Uh, I can tell you in about four seconds. I, See, I would. F- I figured they would. They be weren't because they were, of the new stadium. They were at Carolina, so th- yeah, this is their first time in that new stadium. Okay,
1: in Vegas. Yeah, you know, in
0: the dope stadium. Potentially, do they have fans? I don't think they do. Uh, they they do. Right, they do. Isn't, didn't, we, uh, didn't we? Didn't we? do uh, we? do not we talk about that? Oh, were they one of those? I think they were one of those. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, they're not. Nope, I don't think they will. Uh, I don't know, but uh,
1: it's going to be really interesting to see. You know that brand new stadium. It's going to be really fun to watch Monday night.
0: It was cool seeing um, Rams Stadium, man. That, so,
1: so far, yeah, that that was dope. Yeah, even I wish there were you know fans. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I I think yeah, the Saints are going to be the Saints. Alvin Kamara, really hard to 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 root against. Um, I think it's going to be Saints forty two. Raiders 24. I think um, Josh Jacobs, uh, the Raiders running
0: back, is going to do
1: great. I bet he gets 120 yards and all three of those scores.
0: All right. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I have a bad feeling that Derek Carr is going to get smacked around a little bit. I think it could result in a handful of turnovers, too. So um, I love the score only 10 points apart, but I think there's potential there for the snaps, uh, the Saints to really run away with it. So
1: what about where is Derek Carrier?
0: Uh, Derek Carrier, I don't think, had a reception last week. Um, I, I keep an eye on him. I I, was, I went to the same school. Uh, so that's why Nick brought that up. I went to the same school as Derek Carrier. Um, I did like an interview with him. We, I spent a whole day with Derek Carrier, but took me to dinner, met his lovely wife. Um, so I've kind of kept an eye on him ever since. Uh, I don't believe he had a reception last week, though. But still, uh, still there. Still a beast. Still one of the best blocking tight ends in the league, I would argue. But uh, he never really gets his time. He's always been on a, in a on a team with a super good tight end, and now you have Jared Cook. You know, it's just like, what do you what do you do? You can't take out a guy like that.
1: Yeah, he he didn't even get targeted last week, but I'm sure he threw some great blocks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I don't know, man. All around week two looks like a pretty exciting week. Uh, I'm really bummed out that the Texans are being thrown into the worst two people they could be thrown into to start a season. You have Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes shitting on them week one. Now you have overall NFL MVP shitting on them in week two. Like Who made the schedule because you're an asshole? (laughs) It's just not fair. And then, you know, considering they don't have preseasons, the Texans just had to go into the first two weeks just getting smacked. It's dumb. I, at least you're getting them out of the way, though. I guess, man. But like when you teams that start off zero and two, you know how hard it is to, make it to the playoffs after that. And you know that year, that year that was a fluke for the Texans where they started off zero and three and they won like seven straight. That was a fluke. All right, like we we can't we can't rely on doing that again. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. the the
1: The main point we want to make here is we love football. <laughs> We're going to watch as many games as possible.
0: Yeah, at the very least, I watch like the recaps that uh, NFL uh, whips up together, which is cool. I,
1: yeah, I like I like that they will show like every score. They'll show highlights from every game. Um, I like I like that a lot. Uh, uh, I'm pro- probably going to get a probably going to watch Red Zone. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to watch it, but I'm probably going to watch Red Zone.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I've been. The thing is, man, uh, cause this, this is why I wanted to mention that I was playing semi pro ball. Uh, it's because I practice. either I play on Saturday, I have games on Saturdays, which I'll start off on October 3rd. I'll keep you updated. Let me know how bad I'm doing. Um, but we, if we don't have games, we practice from 2 to 6 on both Saturday and Sunday. And why do they do uh, it's selfish, honestly. It's like, why would you take away that time for me when I- I'm trying to study? Right? I'm trying to study my spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's the only time we like really can truly go full pads and full scrimmage. So um, I, it's fine. You know, whatever. Do what you got to do to get better. But then I just had to go back and watch all the games, which that hey, honestly, God, man, when you miss a whole day of football and you have to go back and try to catch up, that's hard as shit to do. That takes a lot of time. <laughs> and you don't realize how much you missed until you, you try and go and to do that.
1: So, so I'm one of those one of the people that like I could like watch my fantasy ticker go up and, and watch alerts pop up. And then I could go sit down like Monday and watch red zone all day, like from the day before yeah, and, and watch all of red zone. Even though I know what my players are going to do. I want to see all the, all the red zone, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't like, it's not that I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to watch football. It's just like, right. Jesus Christ, This is a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> right. Well, well last
1: weekend uh, I was stupid and I was like, Hey, if you need, me to come into to my old job um for for you know three hours i can do that and they're like yeah sure that'd be great and they they really did need the help uh and they're like can you come in at noon from noon to three i'm like yeah and then i missed all the first the the, the early games
0: can't believe it and i was
1: like it's sunday why did i do that so the next time i ask for help i'm gonna be like hey you need help saturday
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah dude like last last week i had practiced from noon to six. Uh, on that Sunday, and I missed everything but Sunday Night Football. (laughs) So it was rough. The good news is I will probably never miss Monday Night Football. So at least I have that going for me. At least one primetime game I will not be missing. Um, But yeah, man, uh, that's our predictions for week two. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll be reviewing week two, and then we'll be diving into predictions for week three. Uh, let us know what you think of this show, especially uh, for those that are making a transition, probably from like our horror side of things. Uh, can you handle listen to our football stuff too? Are we good enough? Can we can we make this? Can we make the cut? <laughs> I hope so. Because uh, honestly, we we love talking about football so much So if we could do it in a way where we're entertaining others as well, that would be dope. That
1: that's that's the whole reason we started. You know, podcasting and and making youtube content in general we'd love to do it you know even if you know five people listen to this every week uh we hope that you come back the next week because we love talking about football and having conversations
0: exactly you want to leave your predictions you can do that if you want to hit us up on i, I don't know we have our subreddit you can go there maybe we'll make something special for make every down count in the future uh but right now we have our subreddit which is r slash slash and cast uh links and whatever wherever you're listening uh, we're running back like a running back. Yeah, eat. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all really I got. I don't have a planned outro for the show. So uh basically, all I can really say is go watch some football, and we'll see you next week.